That's exactly what we be getting frustrated about. Exactly. Niggas always think shit is about them. Love, peace. I hate that people don't respect personal space. Personal space. It's mainly niggas. Let me just be real. Niggas is the most frustrating shit when you be on your period. Everything about them be frustrating. The little shit can bother me too. Like if I'm on my period now, I'm already not in the mood and I go outside and a mosquito bite me, then mosquitoes gonna be fucking with me too. Like I'm not gonna fuck with nobody. Hey everybody, this is Perky of Perky Perspectives. Welcome back. This is season two. Uh, episode one of perky perspectives love period i'm so excited thank you for everybody that has been here with me during this whole journey it's been wow it's been more than a year since i first started and i'm really happy to be back i'm really excited to introduce you guys to all the many people that i've been meeting as i've been traveling and as i've been building and growing on social media as well it's going to be a fun journey. My first guest today is Jasmine Kiana, and she's going to talk about her luxury shoe brand and also her social impact group, right? So before we get into that, I would like to ask everybody to please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Patreon.com slash Perky Perspectives, ICN.DJ, and also follow me on Instagram at Perky Sexy Cool. Follow me on Twitter at Tony, T-O-N-I underscore T-O-N-Y, T-O-N-E. And like I said, please become a patron on Patreon because it's really important. It helps me like it took me longer to get back into some of these episodes because I had to buy new equipment and I had to buy a laptop, a recorder. Like I had a lot of stuff that I had to get to make this a more efficient podcast and you know I've been having to learn a lot which is good it's growing pains it's definitely necessary but it could move a little bit quicker if the people that I know that are listening and excited to hear all these people are becoming patrons so that is support for the show and the more support that I get for the show the more I can switch to doing this full time and that is definitely true goals <laughs> i'm speaking it into existence for 2019 that i will become a full-time podcaster okay so thanks everybody again for tuning in thanks everybody who has already subscribed and commented or rated or told me how they feel about this podcast right so excited for that so moving into the love period so Wow, my phone, my computer is not going to keep making all these noises. So moving into the love period. So I personally am still feeling like there's a huge, huge, huge need for more feminine hygiene, right? We need, we still need more places that have it available in the bathrooms. We still need more people to allow for us to have the space to speak about our periods. And even still on my end, I'm still learning so much. Like just yesterday, I went to go get a hormonal check because I thought that that might be the reason that I have irregular periods. And my doctors put me up on game that I don't need a hormonal check (laughs) for my issue. So it's still more education that needs to be done around this topic. And I hope to to find a lot of women who are working around this topic that can come and give us more insight. So that is what the journey of season two is going to be about. It's going to be about bringing more empowerment to women 
through the things that we do or the experiences that we've been through, such as this episode with Jasmine Kiana, but also by bringing more educators in so that we know what we're talking about or we know how to deal with what we're going through, right? So that's my spiel on that. <laughs> and so moving into the episode with Miss Kiana, I want you guys to think, because this is our tradition, <sighs> Have you ever wondered what it would be like to wear sexy heels all day without having to bring a set or an extra pair of tennis shoes to change into? Hmm. Is that realistic for you? Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever been able to do it? Let me know. So once again, please comment, rate, subscribe. Let me know how you feel about the podcast. And well, yeah. <laughs> She's amazing, and she is the innovator of these amazing shoes. They're luxury shoes that you can wear without your feet hurting. And, yeah, I know. It's like, how can you wear heels and your feet don't hurt? I don't know, but that's why I got her to explain them. Because it's amazing, and I know that I need them. So, hi, Jasmine. Hi. How's it going? It's good to me. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thank you. Okay, so I found you off of Instagram. I just, I peruse Instagram and I see a lot of memes all the time. And I saw one that was like, um, check out the scientists who created heels that don't hurt your feet. And when I tell you, I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I stopped everything. <laughs> and I shared your post I shared that post and then I found you and I got on my phone I was like okay I need to reach out to this lady I don't know if she's gonna be nice or mean so I like I drafted like this long like, email and I was like okay I hope I hope she answers me and you did <laughs> so thank you and no thank you thank you so how long have you been making luxury brand shoes Yes, yeah, so we kind of start. We started this design journey when I was 23 and 25. Now it's about a little under about two years. Um, so yeah, it took us about two years so far. And that was how long it took you to come up with the idea and make it, or just to like that's how long you guys have actually been making the shoes. That's about as long as we started doing the developmental side, the making the shoes. I would say it probably started. Uh, the idea came about when I was 20. Yeah, that's around that time when it started. Wow, okay. Yeah, you're a young <laughs> That's encouraging for a lot of us young people to see somebody doing the same thing that at such a young age. Like, we're not 30 yet, and you're already, like, on your track to be a self-made millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Speaking into existence. Right. 2019, we speak everything into existence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's been two years, and you started developing, and and you also made the social impact group. So can yes. you explain um, the walk in her shoes to people? Yes. So I lost both of my parents when I was eighteen, and um, which kind of ties into why I even started this business to begin with. Um, when I, I lost my parents, I kind of got into this pretty bad depressive state, um, and. Money became an issue, of course, from education standpoint, living expenses, um, and even just therapeutic services. I mean, it was at one point I was going to my therapist three times a week. Um, and there's co-pays that go with going to a therapist. Right. And at times it was difficult to go because I just didn't have the copay. 
And um, sometimes my therapist understood that and just worked with me the best that they could. Um, and with that, I wanted to do an initiative. I realized the education side, I was fine. You know, my mom was in the military. and was able to get some educational benefits out of that. Um, and even some health and benefits as well. But I realized there was many other children who were in my same in the same position as me. Um, and this even came heightened when I volunteered at an organization that helped children deal with grief as well. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, these resources really aren't out there. Unless you're in school, you may get some money for education. There's really not anything unless, you know, life insurance, of course. Um that would help you stabilize yourself into this world. Um, and it really became a reality when I graduated from college. And then they're like, all right, here you go, figure it out now. And I'm like, most of my friends went home after school. I have been having to put a roof over my head since about 17, 18. So understanding that struggle, that's what led me to roll out this initiative. So we are trying to get ourselves in a position where we can give revenue um, up to a certain percentage to young women who have lost their parents at a young age. And even if it's just assisting with a light bill, helping get a meal, helping um, with any kind of small need that we can do to make a difference, paying a copay for a therapeutic um, appointment. Those are things that we're trying to do through that initiative. Wow, that's nice. And that's, people can find that at ifundwomen.com, right? Yes, you can find more about that. Um, we're planning to roll that out as we progress as our brand, um, since we have to get a revenue basis to get that going. So right now with iFund Women, any purchase of a shoe, it's the direct cost of what I'm paying my manufacturer for your shoe. Um and so I just wanted to be clear with that because I know a lot of people are like, oh, if we're already selling money, can you put proceeds toward that? We are trying to, but we have to get a little bit more to a position where we have revenue to support that. So, yeah. Right, because half of the goal is also to provide the shoes for the young yeah. women too, right? Um, so not to that initiative, for the crowdfunding, yes. So any shoe purchase is going towards actually the manufacturing of the shoe. Um and the other remaining portions are going towards, like, last development, things of that nature, which we actually met that goal, so I'm pretty excited. Um, so just things like that. It's pretty much going to the production side of the shoe. Um, and hopefully, as more we grow, hopefully even by the end of this year, we can start rolling out that initiative. Um, I have a couple of organizations now that I'm in talks with that may be able to at least maybe start funding that initiative so we can get that going while I'm handling the shoes. You heard that, everybody. We need to get some more funding because she's doing <laughs> good work. And that yeah. brings me back to the, so I have you on the Love Period podcast, which mm-hmm. is aimed at young women or women, period, so that we can have a platform to talk about periods. So I want to ask you first, how was your experience with periods? Like, did you get an intro to it? Did you know about it before it happened? Or when it happened was when, like, you finally knew what was going on. It's like, oh, I'm bleeding. <laughs> oh, crazy thing. Uh, my mom was a nurse. Okay. Um, I got her after it was kind of early, around 11. And I kept saying, like, maybe from, like, 10. I was like, mom, that's going to carry Oh, my gosh. You know, mm-hmm. complaining of it. And my mom was like, all right, I'm going to take you to the store. Literally picked out, you know, pads, showed me how to apply it. And the craziest thing is it started one day when she was at work, and it was actually her birthday, and I was home by myself. 
And, you know, I called her, and she literally was like, you know what to do. And I did. She had, like, a whole little period set up thing in the cabinet. So I had my little medication there and some chocolate. And then she actually left work early and came home. And I took care of me for the rest of the day. It was actually probably the best way to slide into that. But she really, the one thing I would say about my mom, even when it came to periods and just life in general, she prepared me for everything. Um, she was really, she was very open with talking with me about it and it made it seem like it was so taboo. So that's why I knew, okay, I used a sanitary napkin and this is how, um, so young. So I was actually, instead of freaking out, I was more just like, all right, I know what to do. Let's oh, dive so in she, and around this. 10 or something is when she started prepping you or? Yes, around okay. 10. Wow. And then, so by the time you had, that's good because I've spoken to so many people and they're like, I didn't know anything. Like, I, I thought I was dying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a really peaceful experience. <laughs> you had like a whole zen moment. You're like, okay, um. <laughs> well, that's good, though. Like, it's, it's less traumatic. This is how it's supposed to be. So that leads into perfectly what I was going to ask you next. Like, how, at, since you have this social impact group with um, young women. I mean, a lot of them, because you say you work with 18 to 25. But mm-hmm. still, like, like we said, like. Of these people they don't have their parents anymore at, and and it's like still such a taboo subject and it's like if you don't like I know personally every time something happens to me I'm like okay mommy what is this yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. so it's like you know, and, go ahead sorry yeah <laughs> it's, it's actually crazy um because I started having like health problems myself as a young woman um, and concerns to my period. And like you said, the first thing you want to do is call and dial your mom. And it's like, I couldn't. And so I had to try to figure out, like, how to call my doctor. I didn't know if I was dying, what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was so uncomfortable instead of having that person, like your mom, that you can reach out to. So it's definitely, it was a different experience then. I will say that. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, not saying that our moms always know either because this is a generational sometimes it's like generational lack of knowledge so like my mom like she every time I tell her something she's like oh maybe it's early menopause I'm like can you stop telling me that (laughs) I'm 27 I don't want that (laughs) so it's not always the best but it is a slight comfort to be able to call her even when she tells me totally wrong information (laughs) so like um do you have like mentors that's also within the impact group that like can come and speak to the the young women about whatever it is that is specific to, like, womanhood? So, you know, we never thought of rolling out that initiative, um, but I definitely can see the benefit of it. Um, because for me, when I, I lost my mom at 11, actually. Wow. And right so, for me, it was kind of, um, I, I had to really get my help surprisingly from like my dad's I guess you could say girlfriends mm-hmm. <laughs> or female friends um and they kind of swam in and took me under their wing as, as that motherly role um for my life and I would say like if anything goes wrong I call them first like no matter what um and they were just very supportive of me and whatever I needed and that guidance and I was fortunate enough to have that um, and, and again, these are women that, especially when my father died when I was 17, could have just said, you know, what, why do I have to continue this relationship? And to this day, they still do. And mentorship is so important. It is. And a lot of times, depending on your circumstances or where you are, that's not available to everybody. Right. Um, 
And so definitely I would love to do something that would kind of partner with that mentorship because it, it's, a def, it's definitely needed. And it's needed more than just as a personal life. It's needed even in the development of an actual person too. So, yeah. So, well, I'm here to help with that in any way that I can. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem. Okay, so back to these shoes. Because <laughs> I'm still, like, <laughs> still in overall awe of this idea. Okay, so personally, I'm flatfoot. So I always have an issue finding some shoes. Like, I wear shoes, and they look amazing. I like wearing heels. I'm not necessarily into um, name brands. Like, personally, I don't care what name is on them. But as far as the look, I'm into, like, high heels. But it's hard for me because I'm flatfoot, so I always have that, like, spillover if they're, like, skinny at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Or, like, when I was living in New York, I lived in New York for five years, and I didn't have a car. So it was hard because I'm like, okay, I either have to pack a bigger bag so that I could put my spare shoes in because you have to walk so much in New York, and you don't want to, you know, rub out the bottom or it hurts really early or whatever. So I just gave up. Like, I moved to New York with a whole bunch of heels, and I, I never really wore them because I'm like, this is not the place so I got discouraged and I felt like I'm not as feminine for that reason because I had to like adjust my whole wardrobe to match uh -huh. not wearing heels <laughs> so you're like oh shoes that don't hurt my feet I'm like hmm what <laughs> so yes yes please explain like the the tech side like how does this work yes so one thing I will say as my little disclaimer um so we are working with hopefully establishing a relationship with a podiatrist to cater for different footwear needs. Um, but right now, we don't have any medical gain at this time. And so, the reason why I just wanted to say that, because I know a lot of people, like like how you said, have flat feet or just different things of that nature. We're working to get that together. And that doesn't mean our shoes can't benefit you at this time. Right. But I don't want to sell a dream if that's not there yet. So, I do want to be very honest with that. But the way our insoles work... Um, one of the things I realized is I took a shoemaking class in New York, and I just wanted to understand high heels, period. Like, I, just, I didn't understand how they were made, and I wanted to understand the structure of it. Okay. And one of the things that I thought was very fascinating is you make a shoe on a last. And so a way to last, it kind of looks like a foot mold, but it kind of tells and you structure the shape of the shoe onto this material. And you stretch that material over the insole pretty much before you add the outer sole of the shoe shoe and that's the shape of your shoe so that's they what your foot goes like into pre-made models oh. that they've been using like of like regular like the typical model that shoes are made after that's what you start with like so you can develop those you can have your manufacturer make some but they pretty much look like a, a like mine's like an orange shape i've seen some green it's just like a an actual like a foot type of thing um but you actually make the structure of the shoe on there okay um and so when I realized, okay, when I use an ex, like an external insole, like an insert, it actually creates a tighter fit because you're stretching that material over that and connecting it to the bottom of the last. So if this is supposed to act as the shape of a foot, how is that space going to be taken up with the insert? It's going to actually hurt more because the design initially didn't never, um, never meant for that space to be compromised and oh, never considered okay. it to begin with. And that's why our feet so are that's what I wanted hours. to build. Yes. And that's why I wanted to build the insole in there. Now, there are a lot of other companies that are challenging and trying to solve this issue as well. 
um, just one of our perks about it is with our insole, um, we use a mobile memory foam um, that moves to you over time. It's an athletic performing um, memory foam. Um, and one of the cool things, or one of the things I also discovered is with memory foam, when I took a survey, everybody's like, it seeks. Think of like your bag or cell phone. Normally you get that dip in it over time. And so I was like, uh, we want that to mold to you, but then those areas sometimes are not as strong over time. So we line that with a shock absorber gel. And that then takes the impact of your walk and also reinforces that, um, that memory foam. So, yeah. <laughs> right. That's a lot of memory foam. But that, that's, that's amazing. It's like slipping into like a bed and like a nice little pillow. <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you. <laughs> and I know I, I am flat foot, but a lot of shoes, I mean, probably other people who have flat feet know this too, that a lot of shoes, just because they're not made specifically for us who have flat feet, like we can wear them if they're, like, I know the ones that's not as strappy. Mm -hmm. I can wear those usually because you can't see my foot spilling over. But it's just ugly after time because, you know, my feet start to hang. And then it's like this loose like <laughs> So I can't wait until you get to, to the flat feet. And you're, wow, you're going to have so much business once you get all the different modes ready. Like, you, I know you probably already are getting them, but I, I'm just thinking of everybody. I'm thinking about my LGBT family in New York, like, because they have bigger feet and they probably want some comfortable shoes, too, while they be yes. and twirling and spinning. And <laughs> so I'm excited. So, um... So you have the memory foam, and you're trying to figure out how to, like, keep that space open for our feet. And so what were the first reviews when you started to push out your shoe? Like, what was the reception? Yes, so what we did is we actually started utilizing, like, pitch competitions. And it's crazy. When I first started, I had, like, this one, and it's not really an insert, but it was um, the insole connected to, like, the structure of the bottom part of the shoe. You can actually feel it as I was pitching. And um, I had, like, my one sample that I used all the time, and it was, like, a size 8. So I was happy whenever I found someone that was a size 8. <laughs> and every time somebody tried, it was like, wow. It was that impact. Now, I wish at that time, because I was probably pitching since October 2017, but I was very quiet about what I was doing this whole time. Mm -hmm. um, every time somebody finally stepped into the shoe, that's when you realize, like, wow. We're like, they didn't really time. believe you until they put their foot in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's when we were like, okay, we're on to something. Um, we need to get this going. Right. Um, and that's when all the oohs and ahs started coming in. And that's when the magic actually started happening. Um, I'm getting excited because we were trying to get multiple pairs. What happened last week, we did not anticipate to happen. I'm so thankful it happened. But it was fast. So we're trying to work with my manufacturer to get like multiple sizes so that we can still achieve that with um, multiple people. We have a post for, like, our New Year's, um, and actually there was um, someone, it was a young lady, I did, like, 10 photos on our Instagram that I posted just thanking people for our New Year's, and um, she literally was able to do, like, a yoga pose in our shoe, um, and that, that photo was captioned there. I think we may also post it on our Instagram to sometime today. Um and so, yeah, she literally went from a tennis shoe to a high heel shoe and was still able to maintain the yoga pose. Wait, 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 what? Cool. wait, 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 she did it while she was doing yoga? She switched shoes? Well, so she tried, she just wanted to try the shoe on, and then she even tried it on with balance. 
So oh, really okay. true. I thought she was saying that like a flip into. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's. I wish. Great. I wish she, she would have some talent. No, but just to see that as well, just how impressive that was. We were all very excited. Like we're on to something. Yeah, we're on you to something are. You could do yoga with with some heels on. You're. That's it. <laughs> it's over. That means you're gonna get shoot in a second. You're going to be having the people like the Beyonce's of the world wearing your shoes because to be able to wear them for that long, that means you could perform, you could dance, you could, you know, do so much. Like, yes, that's what we're hoping. We're hoping for. Like, the main thing is in our research, I realized the average time of high heel pain was within an hour. And so we're trying to at least extend it to about four, three or four hours, like just adding that additional comfort there. And so that's our goal. And we've been, we're pretty much close to it. And so. We're excited to see what more we can do because having um, our shoes used for performances was my dream. That's, like, actually what we want. Um, so that would be exciting. Wow. Wow. I'm just a, I just had, like, a whole moment where I just saw everybody in your shoe. <laughs> so what are your, like, most popular designs? Right now, our most popular is our boots, of course. Everybody loves this boot. It's kind of crazy how this boot came about, but yeah, that's probably our most popular. And the second, I would say, will be our prototype. And it's really funny because I normally don't show that shoe often because it's a shoe that I made. So I'm like, it's not perfect, guys. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to make a shoe compared to, like, how good my manufacturer or the woman who I made my shoes with in one is like, I'm nowhere near as good as these people. And I just made a shoe, like, look like a homemade shoe, but. Everybody loves this shoe um, because we use a lot of color patterning and color blocking. Yeah, color blocking um, with is different color ports. And yes, and it's like different shades of blues and purple, and it's with all natural quartz. And so it's like everybody's favorite shoe. So oh, yeah, quartz in it. Okay, so we get to have some healing. We get to heal our chakras and heal our feet at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. That's one of my favorites. So yeah. So you designed them as well, like um, as far as or did you just fully design that one shoe that you did? Like, are you a designer as well? Like, you draw it out and then you send so, it to your manufacturer. So, yeah, pretty much what I do is I found this amazing, talented young lady in New York um, who was able to come up with the sketches. But I kind of pretty much gave her a template, like, this is what I want. This is what I want it to look like. I cannot draw to save my life. So I could not achieve that. But she was able to do that, which was amazing. And from there, um, I literally send that to my manufacturer. So I, I, do, do, I do the designing. I just don't do the drawing. And... Um, from there, we send it on to our manufacturer to be executed. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, it makes me miss New York. <laughs> like, so much beautiful stuff happens in New York. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so I guess just, I, I want to just wrap it back around to the, the young girls thing, because I think that's, like, the, your shoes are amazing, and your your social impact group is amazing. And you do, like, the fact that, you started your company only two years ago, but you made sure to start your social impact group at the same time. Like, I want to emphasize that for people who, you know, like, sometimes you feel like, I want to do so many things, but I can't do everything at once. And some people think, well, I need the money first. But I like how you decided that, like, yeah, we're going to crowdfund and we're going to get people to start funding the social impact group so we could do more, but we're going to still have it. 
And I like yeah. that, that you still have the space available no matter what. And mm-hmm. as you build, they're going to build too. So I definitely want to put that out to people and send encouragement to people who are looking to start something that you could do the you could do the ground and the community work at the same time while you're building your business. Yes. Yeah. So do you have any closing words for any any anybody? People who yes. are hurt or <laughs> 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 um, I just again wanna be just express so much gratitude and I'm just very thankful for all of the people that's like supporting us. This has been crazy. Um literally <laughs> like few days before that post was initially made, um, I was literally at work talking to my coworkers, and I was like, "I don't know what we did wrong with this launch. I don't know, and I can't figure it out. Like, what do I need to do to help elevate this business?" And I just said, "I was stunned. I really was." And this just gave me the reassurance that I know that I'm doing the right thing, and I have something to be beyond proud of and so i'm just so ecstatic and thankful to everybody that has supported share commented linked anything um or gave me the opportunity to even speak about it and thank you as well for allowing me to use your platform to speak about my brand so i'm just thankful honestly no so. no that's amazing to me as well i'm glad that i got to speak to you and that i get to show people that they don't have to be in pain when they're wearing heels or you know, if you lost some, and, and I didn't really get to key in on what you were saying about the mental health, because I wanted to, to let you to speak on that. But I do want to also emphasize that to people. One, if you do have anything that's going on in your life, whether it's you're feeling lonely, whether it's you're lost somebody, or whether it is you're just really happy that something happened that you want to be able to tell people without making anybody else feel bad. Like mental health is important. And, and like she was saying that copay and things like that underneath their insurance. Well, first of all, some people's insurance does not cover mental health. But some people's yes. insurance does cover mental health. So th- if you are unsure of what your insurance states, then definitely go speak to your HR. Or if you want to seek outside insur- insurance, you know, there's avenues to do that as well. You can always contact me if you need help. I'm a social worker as well. So <laughs> I can help you with resources. But um, mental health is important. We, we do need a little bit more balance of that, especially in the people of color communities we don't always allow people to express themselves and to get that out and as jasmine is saying that really helped her during that the time of loss like like she said she lost both of her parents before 18 like that's something that you should be able to speak about you know so i want to emphasize that and hopefully as we continue to push forward into the 2019 we start to pay more attention to mental health and if, if you look at the current events there's a reason why so, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so thanks for bringing that up. That was definitely important. So, um, do you want to do your handles and your, your web pages for everybody? Yes. Um, so, we are on Twitter and Instagram. Most of our business is going on to Instagram. Uh, we're a small team, so we're trying to juggle all of these sites by ourselves. But it's um, at Jazz and Kiana, and both are spelled very weird, so I spelled out J-A-Z-M-I-N-E-K-I-O-N-N-A. Um, we also have a Facebook page that is under Jazz and Kiana as well. And if you search us on iPhone Women, you literally just have to type in Jazz and Kiana shoes to purchase your first pair. We're gonna do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, and I hope you have a good day. Thank you, you too. 
Okay, everybody, that is all. Thank you again for tuning in. I hope everybody enjoyed the Perky Perspectives Love Period Podcast with Jasmine Kiana. And for everybody that has a shoe fetish, now you know where to go to go get some comfortable shoes that don't hurt your feet. And oh my gosh, she's going to be working on stuff for people with flat feet. I'm so excited. I almost said flat foot, flat feet. And I'm really excited. So once again, her name is Jasmine Kiana. Go follow all her handles and subscribe, comment, and rate to the podcast. It's also now going to be on YouTube as I do more Skype interviews. So just stay tuned and thanks again. Bye.